This episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. Uh, we're talking about spirituality and how that mixes with psychology. I didn't know when we started this because, because you know, I don't think of myself as a very spiritual person. I look at things pragmatically. Uh, I try to look at things scientifically, and so the word spirit doesn't come into that, come into play with in that in your mind, in, in my your mind. mind, the way oh, yeah, you just define it, right, 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 just for me. So this yeah. has been a really interesting way to look at it, and uh, the explanation of I think how we feel can be found in that first episode, which again you can find online under the name "Let's Think on It." Yeah, yeah, that was a good, good episode too. Yeah, I think so. so yeah, what I, what I thought I'd do tonight is try to come at it from the science perspective, which is actually what I planned to do right. the very first time. We just got so... <laughs> I usually we start... Sarah Jane's kind of new to this. I usually start with the, basic, the basics, like let's define the topic. So I said, you know, let's define spirituality. Well, we went down a mm. trail that we never returned from right. to back to the original topic, which was awesome. That's why I start with that, because when you presume that everyone's talking about the same thing from the title... We were clearly wrong. You make a prez of you and me. Yes. You, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I do think Josh Sneed, who filled in while Reed was out, did a great job of describing. You were saying spirituality. I was saying uh, chemical reactions. He described it as science juice. Science juice. Science yeah. juice. That's so because actually, Reed, that was your, um, I think, assignment maybe. Right. Is to come up with another word because you, you've, I think, felt like maybe I was using spirituality a little bit too liberally. Right. So um, I'm sure you put a lot of time on that. While I you thought, were gone I in North Carolina? One. Yeah, I would, I would call it hoo-ha. <laughs> hoo-ha, okay. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> so, well, let me just let me get, go at it from this angle. Um, and I'll send you guys some articles just briefly. Which I had a chance to look at the okay. first two of those. Okay. Um, because they were pretty interesting, but also a little bit dense. There was a lot to read there. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. to read there. Yeah. Yeah. I was so, able to look over them as well, but again, about the same. Yeah, yeah essentially, I mean, the science community right. has, in the last couple of decades, begun looking at the healing properties of a spiritual life. Right. Okay. Are there, is there something to people healing better if they have some type of aspect of spirituality? And I'm not, and they're also looking into religious uh, practices as well. They're approaching it from a scientific perspective. So they'll take, you know, essentially like you would any intervention. Let's look at this intervention versus the control, which is not that intervention, and let's see if people heal differently. Okay, I, and can I, like, I can I guess my no. uh, assumption is that yes, that the power of the brain, you know, which so when you're dealing with what you think is a power greater than you, that yes, that would make you heal better quicker. That's that would be my assumption. The outcomes you, might be better for people who have religious beliefs, my or hypo- spiritual beliefs, my hypothesis, no, sure, either one. Will. Yeah, and so. Why do you have the hypothesis? Well, because I think the brain is a very powerful thing, and I think placebos do work in many cases, and I okay. think that could be an example of that. Exactly, and we talked about that some last time. We talked about the placebo mm-hmm. effect. Sure. So if that is, if there is some validity to that, and we're really just skimming over the top. I mean, you can get into what is a spiritual life, you know, and how do you isolate what aspect of that is actually helping a healing? Is it meditation? Is it, you know, being calm is it prayer is it believing in something i mean what aspect of that actually is 
the causative effect of the improved outcome if there is an improved outcome. And what about optimism also? Changing the brains. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just if you generally think there's something good out there that I'm heading towards. Right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of a belief uh, aspect. If I believe this is going to help me, then it might help me. So it's kind of like when people say, especially here in the South with Christianity being such a big religious sect, um, when they say, oh, well, I'm going to pray for you, and then all Mm. these people start praying for you, it's kind of like you're shifting your mindset because you have this support system in place. Now, whether or not that is correct or whether or not that that is actually what's going to heal you, it's almost like that support system and validation that you can change your mindset because all these people are kind of backing you or changing it for you in a way. I, I think that's very plausible. I wonder if it works with but if unspoken it, but prayer But if requests. it works or not, yeah. it, you know, it's well, kind of Well, and of course, there have been the, interesting studies that look at whether or not prayer makes a difference. And if you have a group praying for someone, but the person doesn't know it. And my understanding is that it has been decided that prayer alone does not actually, you know, have any effect on outcomes. But if a person thinks they're being prayed for, and they are, you know, whatever, that that ha- does have an outcome. That's my understanding. Now, don't quote me on that. But that that's, you're, you know. There is debate in the medical. Right literature about that right um there's there's still an ongoing it hasn't been evaluated that often but what you're talking about is prayer when the patient doesn't know they're being prayed for right Mm -hmm. so that's the that's kind of like the last kind of step of evaluation right i mean we can look at you know the lifestyle and the support system and those Mm -hmm. things you get from being in a religious practice or being in a spiritual practice Mm -hmm. and then take another step like like Reed just said is okay so what if we have 100 people over here in another state praying and you don't know about it and then we you pray for these 10 patients or these thousand patients and not these other thousand is right. a better outcome someone actually came out with a study saying that there was some better outcome but now there's been mm. others that show that wait a minute there's some flaws in that study so it was you know. it Ken Ham who came out with the study? Because that could explain some of that. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ken Ham. Yeah, watch the, out for that guy. To the point of going, sorry. Well, for Ken do Ham. not mark you do have to, you know, yeah, you, right. I think it's wise to be skeptical, skeptical yeah. because some of the people doing the studies have their own beliefs and they're wanting to prove their beliefs. You always have right? to consider that any time a study is released and or produced. Exactly. Sure. When well, and these people are convicted by what they because of what they've studied, and they feel really strongly about that. That's true. Or they're Just convicted, like, and therefore they study. Yeah, yeah. or that too. Right. You know, we can yeah. go from but, it from. But Reed's right. That. That's true. Whether you're talking about a religious study or a study on a protein, I mean, when someone sure. devotes ten years of studying a protein, they really hope they found you know something that that protein does. So right. Mm-hmm. You, people, humans get very connected with their study, and you have to be careful that science is really taking place. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyways, but my, my point is that there's a lot of, of transition in the field of medicine to stop and look at the role of an individual's belief system in their healing process. Okay. That's so interesting. And so if there is a better outcome, then would an individual not want to maybe adopt some of that mindset for themselves i mean if it, if, if like if it works you, for you i want well, it to work exactly for me. so mm-hmm. what i've we talked about last time or time before last is that some people unfortunately have had um i mean many people are religious and they use that to their to their benefit and it works great but some people have become soured on religion and i think and i mentioned this time before last I think that sometimes they get soured on the idea of this spirituality as well, 
and they abandon something within themselves that can be helpful to them through psychological and bio- uh, physical, like body, yes. symptoms. Yeah, I understand that. that but makes one, sense. one thing to be, I mean, just a quick analogy. I mean, if, if there is a fellow who every day walks, you know, three blocks down to get a lollipop and eats the lollipop as he walks back to his apartment and he has a better health outcome, that doesn't mean the lollipop is, is responsible for it. It might be all that walking he's doing every day. So it's an interesting thing, I think, to think about, like, hey, these people who have religious beliefs have better outcomes, you know, scientifically. But I think it's an interesting, it doesn't automatically obviously mean like oh we should all adopt that same religious belief right right and you mentioned that the very first time we sure had this, yeah. uh, and, and my my approach and this is where we kept getting stuck last time sarah jane so don't let us do it again okay i will I, I'm <laughs> is, that, is that is that that's why we brought her i'm in. trying Ladies to tease these guys I'm, right. here. I'm trying to help these guys yeah. their brain separate so what what is the difference then between religiosity and spirituality? Spirituality. So yeah. spirituality to me is a process that human that an individual can go through that can transform their brain chemistry. Mhm. And that transformation can have them experience the world differently and can have their body behave differently. And that process is not necessarily a religious process. It can be gotten there through religion, but that's not what I am specifically speaking about. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So I think we're up to a break. Yeah, I've we'll got a theory. Yeah, I want to ask, like, oh, so I think being a, a non-religious person, I, I think I could accomplish this, and I have a feeling maybe. Anyway, I'll, I'll run that theory by you when we come back and, okay. and see if that works. We're here in the Red Diamond Coffee and Tea Studios. We're hanging out with Dr. Mark Westfall, Sarah Jane, possible new intern. We'll see if she likes us enough. Hey, guys. Hanging out as well. Um, This is an interesting talk. We're talking about spirituality in psychology and how that whole thing works. Um, It's this four years ago, three years ago, maybe even a year ago. This would have been something that would have been next to impossible for me to talk about publicly. Mm -hmm. It's a weird thing. I read can tell you going back, I would always say, like, if you want to ruin a good time, talk about religion or politics and now i find myself obsessed with both and like it's all i can think and talk about it's crazy it's so crazy who am i i don't know you see how he keeps bringing the spirituality back to religion no yes i do sorry there <laughs> i feel like there is a connection though there and is i'm a waiting connection. to hear what your take on that is. well i'm actually i'm not really going to talk about much of the connection between spirituality and religion i'm really focused on spirituality and the body in the brain. So let's not compare, let's contrast. You tell us so, about spirituality and how it relates to the body. Right. I, so I want to get back to that cliffhanger, right? Because we did the big radio cliffhanger oh, right. right before Oh, the yeah, end. that's right. What I'm driving the bus, so saying, let's go ahead and address that. Thanks. Thank you, Sarah Jane. Where, Where are the Duke boys? Because as a non-religious person, because the, the whole thing before the break was the fear of someone kind of not having religions, they also may lose the important stuff was the brain power of using placebo effect or, you know, like thinking in their brain like oh i can get over this because i have this greater power Mm -hmm. you know Uh, so i think for me a similar thing could be along the lines of um i'm doing this for a a reason i'm gonna fight this and do this for my children and then having a support group such as like you guys and my friends and family and kids being like you can do this like you are strong enough 
to do this and mm-hmm. beat this because there you have a lot to live for. I mm-hmm. think that enough right that right there could be enough to get the brain going in that same direction. Exactly. So in the first podcast, uh, first radio show on this, we talked about how um, I talked about actually how transcending the self is what I define as connecting with spirituality. You just transcended yourself. You started looking towards how your actions could affect someone else, someone you loved, your children. When someone starts to connect with that part of their brain, they're connecting with their inner spirit, okay, for lack of a better word, sure, their inner locale in their brain. And they are then taking themselves, transcending beyond themselves to something bigger than themselves. You took it to your children, which is a very um, uh, easy thing for people to connect to if you have children. It's like, yeah, I can do that for my kids. I can sacrifice. I can sacrifice for my children. What if we take that, Will Lockamy, and we expand it? What if you can get into a place in your mind where you can transcend yourself not just for your children, but for other people beyond that? Okay. What if you can expand it to people you don't even know, but a system that you are part of that needs you to think of that system when you act? I'm not sure I completely follow. Okay, if you can do it for one child, then yeah, could sure. you not do it for, for another well, person? Well, you could do it for, look, for the people in this room, you could do it right. for yeah, but you your... Yeah, but you said for somebody I may not even know. So I'm just expanding, yeah. I just kind of rapidly expanding. So, okay, your children. So and that's then... kind of like the unsecond, uh, um, or unspoken prayer. Um, right, which or, drives me insane. Or, um, it, it, like, I'm relating it to when you're praying for someone you don't know, and they don't know that you're praying for them. That's just kind of what, what I'm like kind of relating it to. So, no, what I'm saying, that's, I'm, that's not what I was going what I'm going is not what you're doing is that let's say you're suffering and you're saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to fight through this illness. I think you were talking about. Yeah. Look, uh, yeah I just use an example of I've got an illness that could kill me, but you know what? I am going to make my brain think that I can beat this by not trying to trick it, but actually just thinking like, okay. And you might improve your chances of fighting the illness. You right. may or may not cure cancer. And I don't that. know if this matters, but for the record, I don't think Will's strong enough to beat the cells. Probably not. See, and now I'm so going to die. Let's, okay. talk about, yeah. let's talk about something that is a little bit more movable. Yeah. I mean, you can certainly move your body to heal uh, with decreased inflammation with your brain. You can help it send, uh, you know, we think you can help it send um, antibodies and whatnot to areas. Right. You, can, you can move your body, but I am a scientist. There's only so much you can move. You, you may not be able to combat uh, pancreatic cancer stage four. Might Probably not going to think it. your way out of that. Right. You might, however, experience the suffering differently. You may diminish some of your symptoms. Okay. So let's say that you are um, uh, grieving. This is where I, I mean, I'm a psychiatrist, so let's, I'm going to go to something that I'm familiar with. Let's say, and we've got a great example of this in Aaron, Georgia. Let's say you're grieving and you're in, in great pain and you're trying to make sense of that. And Let's say that you can get to this spiritual place inside yourself where you recognize that there is a bigger meaning to your actions than how it affects you, okay? There's more meaning than how it affects you. It affects other people. Sure. Okay? So, yes, maybe I'm going to fight this for my children, as you said, Will. Or maybe you're going to fight it because you have a belief in 
something bigger than that even. I mean, you can just continue to expand what you're fighting for. Once you get outside of yourself, you're, you can fight for any cause, right. any meaning, okay? And if you begin to not only use that mechanism when you're suffering, but also when you're feeling fine and you say, you know what, I'm going to, what am I going to do today? Uh, I'm going to try to do something that has a positive impact on someone else today. I'm going to go work for Habitat for Humanity yeah. or something like that. Right, because sure. I think it's very important because there's something bigger than me that I'm living for. It's not just what am I battling pain and suffering for, but hmm. what am I, I living okay. for? I got it. Okay? There's something bigger than me that I'm doing this for. At first right. I thought you were putting way too much stock in how much I care about people outside of <laughs> my family and close group of friends. But, but I um, actually know that you I, care about people I outside. Know. That's how come I know you have spirituality in you, but you... I just don't want to talk to them, but yes, I do care about them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well, I, Sarah I thought, Jane's got some thoughts, I can I do, see. What you got? I do. There's just this reoccurring thought to me that it's all about the greater good of humanity. If you implement and... Um, lead by example by being kind to people or doing things to benefit people that you know that are in need you're kind of causing this domino effect and in turn it is elevating the whole um can um i guess theme or system of the greater good of humanity and if everyone collectively started doing that i'm not so sure that i'm convinced that that would be tied to spirituality as much as just being a good person if you can define good yeah that makes way too much sense here jane that's uh, it's, great it's, sense it's and perfect, that's yeah. actually what people do refer to as spirituality if you look into what they're studying in medical research if you look at what for example um eastern uh beliefs look into people who are talking about spirituality as an umbrella talk about that you just described it wonderfully you're part of something bigger and you have a belief that humanity matters more than an individual or your differences and i think that a lot of times that's what causes people to be so attached to the term spirituality or religion is because they're so um focused on the differences rather than elevating each other through those differences and accepting one another for those differences that it diminishes the whole system of just the greater good of humanity and and operating as one and loving each other through those differences operating as okay you just defined what most people would define spirituality as yeah that's a perfect description we spent an hour going through to come to that (laughs) we really did the first the first time with this well i hate i'm i hate i'm late to the party guys yeah we spent one hour going back and forth there in five minutes because we were all like i was like yeah that's connectivity that's uh you want to be close to people and work as a tribe and whatever and that's our chemical makeup and evolution has gotten us to this point we just needed someone to say e pluribus unum and we would be fine that's right uh don't worry i'm your fan thanks thanks uh let's take a quick hang out with dr mark westfall uh sarah jane also possible intern here hang out with us we're talking about spirituality and psychology and what the heck is that where are we going now well um i'm not even sure where we're going now <laughs> you're supposed no, to be I, driving oh wait no uh, sarah jane's driving i was <laughs> driving the bus but i'm gonna have to hand over the reins. so well, well let me let me say this and i'm gonna I, make a coffee while you guys yeah. do this yeah. okay right sure back. i suspect as much as 
Dr. Westfall, it sounds like you and I have argued about this. I think really we are just arguing over semantics. I think you and I, I actually are. very much agree on the basic concept here. I very much agree that there is value in connectivity and all of that. I think to me the problem is just the, the use of the word spirit seems to imply that there's something wishy-washy. And to me the connectivity is it doesn't require something that is metaphysical. That's all. So... Right. Right. And I was looked up the Latin definition of spirit. And? By the way. It's the animating or vital principle in man and animals. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't sound so metaphysical. Right. That's right. Right. And I, th- I think that this connectivity to others and this, pro- this internal process of getting in touch with your awareness right. of connectivity with others, and that's really key, that psychologically— the process of getting aware of your interconnection with others is a difficult path for some. Hmm. Which is sad to think about. It is sad to think about. That's very sad to think about. But many people do not feel that on a daily basis. And that process, to me, is the vital part of, of this journey we're on in life. Right. And being human. And I think that's a, a key part of it. Uh, is is being connected to something bigger than just yourself, which is why you you really it's you can't just go live on an island by yourself and be content. It's very very difficult. We, right. we are constructed, evolved to be in relationship with the world around us. Our brain no. is connected to the world around us. You can't keep the world from entering your brain at the very least you have to have a volleyball you can talk to exactly yeah wilson <laughs> all right yeah but you know it's my favorite author is uh, kurt vonnegut who was you know a, a atheist and a secular humanist and he was a big fan of religious communities because of you know the fact that they provide now you know i mean you can you can talk about what's the validity at the core of that belief maybe um, but if nothing else, they provide an extended family, which is it's just hard to argue that extended family and connectivity is an extremely important thing for, you know, the well-being of human beings. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I've always said, I thought religion, I'm sorry, I've sorry. always said, yeah. um, I thought religion when, you know, done right is a, can be a great thing when it does not, um, you know, oppress others mm-hmm. and when it just promotes um, good and you know, morality, right. what, as long as morality, does, again, does not then oppress others, right. which is yeah. so, so rare. So the way I got there, and just to maybe Sarah Jane's kind of knew this, you, may, you guys may have heard this. So, you know, when I started psychiatry, I mean, psychiatrists, as far as physicians go, are the least religious. I mean, I've got a study that shows, you know, if you, if you uh, gave a questionnaire to thousands of, of physicians, mm-hmm. psychiatrists are the least religious yeah. of, all the, of all the specialties. And probably and podiatrists, most Actually, radiologists. Oh, right. okay. All Strange right. enough. Yeah. Um, we don't, I mean, the whole part of, uh, of, of therapy is you don't impose your self onto the patient. You help them deal with their issues and through their mechanisms of, of healing. The way I have come to valuing, and we'll call it spirituality because I still can't come up with a better word, this process of connecting yourself with something bigger and outside of yourself is because I've seen patients teach me that they get through very difficult things. People who've, I have this patient who really 
impacted me, I guess, in a, in a very opportune time in my career. And she came to see me, and my kids were young, and she had a child who, who had drowned. And it mm. was random, you know, just a horrible thing. Um, and it hit me hard because I had kids the same age, so I really, you know, I'm, I'm pretty empathic. That's kind of what I do. And so I, I really felt painful. And I was, and, and she was sitting there coming for me for help. And I, my thought would literally was, I don't know how to help this individual because I don't know what I would do. I, I think I'm not sure how I would take the next day's step. Right. And, but, you know, my job is to try to help. So I stayed in there, you know, just sometimes you just play the game even though you know how to play it. Right. And I watched her transform. She, she got there on her own. I didn't lead her anywhere. I watched her transform because she found meaning in the loss. She trans, she transcended the loss and found a larger meaning to her loss. And so she continued living, even though she was still in pain, because she found a, a, a connection to something bigger than herself. I'm not saying she found religion. Right. I'm just saying she found a connection outside of herself. So that process made me stop and think, wait a minute, there there was healing going on and I didn't do any of it. Right. Um, there was a process occurring. And so then I started really looking for it, reading into Man's Search for Meaning, Victor Frankel, and other, reading, other writings from psychiatrists that talked about this whole connectivity and this finding meaning in when bad things happen. We talked about Harold Kushner, Why Bad Things Happen to Good People. A rabbi wrote a, a nice book on that in the 80s. And it, it really, there, there's a whole thought sector out there of how to to capture this ability of our brain to heal through connecting with something outside of ourselves. And so, and the word they use for that, I'm, I'm just using their word, is spirituality. Now we can use science juice if we want to. It moves our juices in our brain to heal ourselves, but it's not just that. But in the case that you mentioned, for example, and this is why I think it's a confusing thing, the case that you mentioned, I certainly heard it, and tell me if I'm misreading, but I heard it to be more of a religious kind of thing, that there is a greater meaning, because what meaning could you possibly attach to the, you know, tragic and senseless death of a child if it's not some sort of a, was it not a religious sort of thing for that no. person? No, it was not a what religious. Was, that, what kind of connection or meaning was there? Well, it was that she could impact others hmm. by how she got through her grief. But I think that there's a pattern there um, with with two parts of that story. One is the way that you felt like you had to be – there's this part that you had to feel like you had to become selfless in order to help her because you didn't initially know how to help her. So you had to put yourself out of the situation in order to assist her or guide her. But then also, too, she had to become selfless in that removing herself – or um, just kind of weighing in or harping on the loss that she's experienced, she had to become selfless in order to find meaning or to better other people that might be going through that or whatever the case may be where she found meaning or a greater good. So there's this pattern of selflessness with both of you guys Mm -hmm. in that situation. Hmm. That was my assumption of what it was. If it was not religious, it was that. It was the helping other people that were going to go through a similar thing or... And that drives many people to do to do wonderful things. Sure, but yeah. that and that's what I'm that is what I'm trying to to communicate is that there are many ways people step outside of themselves and connect. Some people do it because they 
it's a connection with nature. Some people do it because it's a connection with people. Some people do it because it's a connection with their God. But there's lots of things that yeah. people connect to outside of themselves. But the process is what I'm talking about, not not what you connect with, because it's individual. Each right. person finds their own reason to continue functioning and to, and to continue to live. Yeah. Um, and to continue to want to live. And that's the process that I keep seeing in my patients that I have apparently a very difficult time putting into words. I really like Sarah Jane over here. She's 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 got a synthesis brain of seeing the big picture and then boiling it down. One last thing. So you're exactly right. There was a connectivity between the two of us. So look at this. The individual who I'm talking about was able to get through a process. I learned by watching her. I have now turned around and hopefully helped others. That is the connectivity. She has now helped someone that she doesn't know via her effect on me. Just like Aaron Georgia affected you and Reg on, uh, you could feel it, and whoever else was listening that day. I don't Um, read read if you heard it or not. A lot of people. There was a a connectivity, spiritual kind of thing going on in in the morning show that morning. You could feel it listening to the radio that affected people, and that is a connectivity that humans can have between each other, and it's not just um, for humans, it's for you know, you can affect other living organisms, in my opinion. It's killing me to death that Aaron George is not here today. Oh, because, I mean, no. all this is like, every, you know, almost everything you say, I'm like, oh, but Aaron, yeah. would I? Yeah. Now, she is, I think, very religious as well. In a weird kind of way. I mean, like, yes, yeah, she in is. In a spiritual way. In a spiritual way. It is a bizarre thing that I want to, and it wasn't the right place to dig deep into that that morning. Yeah. Uh, she and I did dig a little bit into it in the hallway after the show, but... Yeah. Um, I think she's open to talking about it. Excellent, because she can probably put it in a lot better words than I have. <laughs> and as a former soldier from combat, I mean, the dude, the things that she tells about that and about how now that makes her have a different worldview about sure. different religions, and it's, it's something else. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to think about the ways that people cope, hopefully successfully, with tragic events that happen, and there are all sorts of different ways to get there. But I think it's interesting what you're talking about is is the fact that when there is a process for people to connect to something, whether it is a, a religious, you know, like a deity, or whether it's their community, or whatever it is, that process is healing. Yes. Right. Let's take a quick break. Hanging out with Dr. Mark Westfall, of course, here at Birmingham Mountain Radio 107.3 FM, Birmingham 97.5 Tuscaloosa, 92.3 Pelham, BMMountainRadio.com, and yada, 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 wherever you want to find it, you can. And these segments with Dr. Mark Westfall, you can find at the podcast, Let's Think On It. And lots of people have been listening to these. We've been talking about finishing up now, talking about spirituality or science juice. Science psychology. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if you haven't heard the other, you know, three hours of this, you should. You should go listen to it because I think it's pretty interesting. I don't have the nerve yet to go back and listen to oh, it. Oh, yeah, listen, re-listened? Mm-mm. Oh, wow. You know, I rarely do. Yeah. I'll listen to your other stuff that you right, do with right, other right. people, but um, I don't like my voice. So yeah, I, I, I had to go back and re-listen to the first one just to remind myself of where we led the listeners and so we could steer this one a little differently. But. Um, yeah, I re-listened to Aaron's interview when we replayed it on the air. Right, Because right, we were right, all just right. sitting around, like, for context, listen to it. But, no, that was it. Yeah. That was it. Um, so we agree, right? It's just, it's just chemicals that uh, – Well, it's <laughs> chemicals. Kidding. But there's a the, – the thing that I think we keep kind of glancing by yeah. or kind of touching on is that there's an individual process, okay, that I've described – connecting with something bigger than yourself and because we are part we as individuals are part of a bigger system 
when an individual does that, it has an effect on the, uh, on the larger system. And if you multiply that by an exponential number, you can transform the world. I mean, I don't want to overstate things, but I mean, really. Sure. You, I mean, just from a scientific standpoint, if, if we are part of a bigger system, I mean, uh, whether it's the family system, bigger than that is our social system, bigger than that is our, uh, you know, state system, uh, human race. I mean, you, I mean, it is the systems keep getting bigger and bigger, and right. if you can affect one person, and they can go affect a person, and so on, and so on, and so on. Your one act can actually have an effect on things that that span the population and potentially time. Right. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. it's even how small or something large, but potentially you could. Do you understand that concept? Yeah, and also I feel like this is getting us – I think another way to think about this is the question of do I matter? Um, I think that's another part of this is that if you cannot connect to other things, then ultimately you don't matter. That would be another way of, you know, how do we construct meaning for our lives? Some people do that through religion. Some people do that through the impact that they have on others. You know, I think, I think that's another way of considering this question. You know. I agree. But even if you don't do it with the intent of having the effect on others, right? You can still have an you still have an effect on others. So we are, you're you have an effect on the system whether you want to or not. And my my suggestion is you should have an intention about how you affect the system. I agree. And 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 the process of getting in touch with that awareness is one of the psychological processes that I, that I see people go through that's very healing for them individually, the beauty is not only is it healing for them individually, it also helps the system as a whole. Sure. Because that, it goes in both directions. Absolutely. Yeah. Mutually beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. So. Once again, I think that, you know, it, it's it's been an interesting process, uh, to borrow the word from the discussion we're having, but I, I think in the end we, we get back to, to a realization that, in fact, we've agreed all along on this. And yes. Outside of I just had no how, doubt we would. how we define the word <laughs> spirituality is the only question, really. Yeah. Hmm. So we all agree. We all agree. <laughs> um, this was interesting and fun. Uh, I'm glad we did it, for sure. And Thanks. Sarah Jane, you did a great job. Ah, thanks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's thanks like, for you know, having me. I watched a little baseball. It's like she came off the bench, pinch mm-hmm. hit, right. yep, and did a like a, a grand slam. Yeah. Did a good job. Well, well you know, she we just... all swing for the fence. It's just a matter <laughs> of getting over. That's right. <laughs> and you did. You did. You hit it over. To listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out O Brother Radio on Birmingham Mountain Radio. 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter, at Lockamy Brothers. <laughs>